How important is it to research our religious beliefs? Next on Polygamy, what love is this? Our guest this time is the Director of Ministries for the Institute for Religious Research, and he has served in that particular ministry for over two decades. He's authored many of the articles that are printed on that webpage and some of the resources that are also there. And he has spoken extensively to both English and Spanish-speaking congregations in the United States, in Latin America, and most recently in Madagascar. He facilitates and is available to present seminars on counterfeit detection and on Mormonism, as well as other religious belief systems and false teachings. I would like to introduce and welcome our special guest, Joel Grote. Thank you, Doris. And thanks for coming. As a follow of your program, it's it's a lot of fun just to be able to be here with you. So. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's fun to do the show and talk about these things. And, and I, I've been associated with IRR for... Since probably about 1999, yes, when yep. I first uh, joined MIT, and that's been quite an experience, at least in the early days. Yes, it has, and it's done quite a lot of change over the years from mm -hmm. a little bulletin board when we first launched it to now a whole Facebook support group. So this Facebook group. When I first joined, there wasn't um, a Facebook, and so we Facebook it was didn't even email. exist. Yes, it, it was an email support group for people right. exiting Mormonism. Yeah, and I think I was the first one on there that was from polygamy. So we had some very very good conversations, and we <laughs> helped a lot of people that yes. came on. Yeah, there've been hundreds questions. of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. that've come through that support group over the years. So. And there still are, still yes. going on. Yeah. on I think the we've Facebook. got. I think we've got over three hundred people in the group right now. Wow, that's good. So. Right. Um, how would someone? I was going to discuss this in a little bit, but let's do it now. Sure. How would someone want if they're questioning Mormonism or polygamy? They can. Mm -hmm. People from polygamy are also welcome. Absolutely. Right? Yes. How would they get on that support group, on the Facebook support group? Um, it is a closed group, which means it's private. And so the way you get in is if you look for um, MIT or Mormons in Transition support group on Facebook, we will come up as a group. You can find us, mm -hmm. but to get access, you have to ask for admission. And in the course of asking for admission, there's a couple of questions we want to know, fairly brief, and then you have to be approved. So mm -hmm. we'll do a follow-up or based on the questions, um, you're approved by an administrator. So then once you're in, um, you can share within the group, ask questions, interact with everybody in mm -hmm. the group. But because of the confidential nature of the stuff that's being talked about, yeah. uh, the group is closed to outsiders. Right. So outsiders can find the group, but they can't see what's going on inside the group. Inside the group. And, and that's necessary for people who are leaving Mormonism or polygamy, and they want that, on t uh, that to be anonymous in so much of what they're saying and experiencing. Absolutely. I mean, some of the people in our group have spouses that are still strongly committed to whatever their faith group is, mm -hmm. and they're doing this at sometimes two or three in the morning oh, um, yeah. when their spouse is asleep, they're logging on, going on um, because they need that anonymity and they need to not disrupt right. their current living situation. Right. Exactly. You have, besides the seminars that you do, you also have a podcast that you do with former Mormon Dr. Lynn Wilder, which um, is very helpful too for people exiting or questioning. Explain what that podcast is yes, and how can our viewers... Uh, Get to it. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the most exciting things we've done, I think, in the last year or so is it's called the Unveiling Grace Podcast, and it can be found at unveilinggracepodcast.com. Mm -hmm. And so Lynn and I do a combination of conversations together. We interview 
former members of performance-based religious groups. And our tagline is, um, come experience a grace that heals. Mm -hmm. So our focus that's is, funny. how can grace inform, speak into a life that's been very performance-based in terms of religious pressure, sometimes manipulation, sometimes uncertainty. And so we talk about things related to what it's like to transition out or be in, because Lynn was in uh, mm -hmm. Mormonism for a number of decades. Right. And uh, having been a BYU prof, um, she studied and worked with a lot of things related to just the whole psychology of people and behavioral. And so like the last several episodes, the last several episodes we've done have been on Kubler-Ross's stages of grief oh. and how those relate to somebody going through oh, transition. And that's true, they do. Absolutely, so the anger, um, the denial, the, uh, the bargaining, mm -hmm. uh, the depression, and then finally working through into acceptance and moving on. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, our last several yeah. episodes, we've looked at those. And oh, Lynn's been so great. good. She's so helpful. She oh, has so much sweet. insight. She's a sweet lady. I really love her. So, yeah, unveilinggracepodcast.com. Okay, that's great. Um, and then we want to put the link on the screen for okay. the resources that's on your website. IRR.org yes. is your website. And then you offer many, many, many resources, free, for, for right. especially for people from the Mormon religion. Explain where they can go to get that, what you offer. Um, do you have the link that's dealing with our... It should be on the screen. Okay. Um, IRR. So we've got our multi-language resources page. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have things right. in over 20, over 20 languages. But a lot of the resources are, the, they're primarily in English. But we've got, for example, a book called God's Word, Final and Fallible Forever. We'll talk about that's that free. in a minute. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and I think uh, further on, we're going to talk about our Lost Book of Abraham, which is uh, uh, an almost hour-long documentary And we'll talk about DVD. that in a minute, too. Um, the other resource that's very popular is called Where Does It Say That? And mm. it's a resource we've carried for probably a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. It's gone through several editions and revisions. But it's a compilation of hard-to-find... Uh, full-page scans of early Mormon documentation on different points. So oh, not all of it's necessarily official doctrine, but it is all stuff that was taught by apostles or prophets of the Mormon church. Uh -huh. And the reason it has the title is because you'd have a conversation uh, with a Mormon and you'd bring up a subject and they say, well, where does it say that? And so that's what we tell so the book. So that's what the book is. So it's got the whole, <laughs> so you can see quotes in their context. Mm -hmm. Often we'll have a run of two or three pages. Um, now they're small, so we've got like four, four little miniature pages per eight and a half by 11 page. Mm -hmm. But it's so people can see it in context, study it. And we have all the sources where they are. All the footnotes. Right. Exactly how important that is. And like you said, they're available in uh, all those languages so that various people from all over the world will, can right. access right. And it. And we have a lot of our tracks it. and some of our key articles that are also available for people just to request and pick up for free. Mm-hmm. Now, you say you do seminars, or you don't, that's a bad way to put that. You do seminars. What would one of your sem more seminars on Mormonism look like? Okay, um, yeah, we do conferences on discernment. Uh, Mormonism is obviously a big one. They all have some common components. So, for example, all the material is content pulled from, um, like, my now 30-plus years of research and experience interacting with, and if it's on Mormonism, it's going to be from my experience interacting with Mormon people mm -hmm. around the world. Mm -hmm. I've um, interacted with Mormons at all different levels, from general authorities down to missionaries down to just brand new mm -hmm. converts. Yeah. So it's based on that. 
Um, it's based on 30 years of research. We have a, about an 8,000 volume library in our wow. offices from which we pull primary sources. So the manuals, teaching manuals, magazines, wow. that sort of thing. Yeah. But our seminars are always like multimedia. Mm -hmm. So PowerPoint presentation, video clips, audio clips, um, a lot of injected stories. I mean, there's always so many stories. And as much as we can, liberal doses of humor, mm -hmm. uh, because hey, I've often asked God for the gift of laughter um, in speaking because it's just amazing what that will do to help draw people in uh -huh. or just to ease yeah. sometimes just the boredom of too much documentation. Well, and too much <laughs> too much negativity that Mormonism, right. studying Mormonism can actually bring. And then the, the third component that will always be there in one of our conferences or seminars is um, we want to be respectful and honoring of Mormon culture and Mormon people. And I guess... I've never been a member, so I'm not an ex-member myself, but mm -hmm. in 30 years of interacting with LDS people, there's a lot there to honor. There's a lot there to respect um, in terms of who they are as people and even the culture. And I've come to see things that are very positive about that. And so mm -hmm. um, I have a good friend who was a bishop in the Mormon church. He's still a very strong member, but we had this agreement and he said, Joel, I promise when I'm talking with my Mormon friends that if they're ever saying anything about evangelical or biblical Christians that I know isn't true, I will correct them on the spot. Wow. And I've said, you know what? I will do the exact same thing. If I'm talking to Christians and they bring up something that I know about Mormonism or more people isn't true, I said, I will correct them on the spot wow. because I care about honoring, respecting, even if there's disagreement. That's true. And, you know, I think that's one thing that we need maybe to stress more frequently is we're not against the people. We're not against Mormons. Oh, absolutely We're not, not. against polygamists, but we are <laughs> right. against Mormonism. Right. We're against the, the false doctrine that comes out of that religious right. system. It's a, it's a performance-based religious system. And whenever you have a performance-based religious system, there's pressure. Um, there can be certain levels of coercion that mm -hmm. people may not be aware of. There can be deception. And those are all very unhealthy, no matter mm -hmm. who you are, no matter where you are. And we want people to move to a place of health and freedom and truth. And, and to find the truth in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay, IRR, um, oh, we did the mentor thing. We did that a little bit early, so let's, sure. go, let's go to the next one. Um, th normally, the people in Mormonism, and especially in, in all the different sects of Mormonism, because there's right. different areas of, of Mormons, they'll shy away from research articles or information unless it affirms, unless it's faith-building. Yes, uh, or faith-promoting. Yep. Right, and, and they, won't, they won't read. They won't even think about reading something else. It frightens them away. Explain why everyone should look at all sides of religious claims, not just the faith-building yeah. information. I mean, that one's easy for me because I go right to Jesus for that. Yeah. Um, because Jesus said, and I believe, yes, in John 8.32, he said, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yes. And... Um, in any area of life, freedom always comes from truth. Whenever you introduce error or deception, then you introduce a certain level of enslavement or bondage. And so if you want to be truly free, and right now we're talking about the whole spiritual context of our lives, mm -hmm. the only way to be truly free is to have the truth. And the only way to have the truth is to look at all, all sides. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, there's a proverb. Um, Proverbs uh, 18.17 says, The one who states his case first always seems right, 
until another one until comes the other to question comes. it. Yeah. And so a lot of what we try to provide through our website is kind of that, Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And so what's often presented about a religious group is the, the most positive, the, the prettiest, the most beautiful, the most attractive. And yet if you want to know, you really need to take a look at the other side. The other side, different facets of it. Right. And truth um, fears nothing. I mean, that's right. There's no, no fear in, and truth can stand up to, right. to any kind of investigation. Okay. Now let's talk about um, some of the resource, a couple of the resources specifically. And you already mentioned the DVD Lost Book of Abraham. Yep. Uh, it's entitled The Lost Book of Abraham Investigating a Remarkable Mormon Claim. Now I remember when this first came out. In fact, I attended the premiere showing in Salt Lake City. Oh. It was very good. Yep. Uh, I worked in a ministry that had 50 or so mis- Christian missionaries around the Mormon area, geographical area of the Intermountain okay. West. And they wanted one. They wanted to buy one for every single one of their missionaries because it was so informative. You offer it free to Mormons on your website. Does that include polygamists? It does. Absolutely includes polygamists. So any Mormon from any splinter group or any variety, yes, it would be, we would be happy to send them a copy for free. Okay. And what is it? What, very briefly. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a 55 minute documentary. So really what it does is it retells the history and the story of the whole, all the papyri behind the Book of Abraham. So the Book of Abraham is a Mormon scripture. It was one of the later ones that Joseph claimed to translate or develop Mm -hmm. to produce. Mm -hmm. And in different from all his other revelations, he actually had manuscripts. He had had, um, Egyptian papyri that he bought from a traveling salesman. Mormons pooled their money when they came through town. They had these papyri. And Joseph, when he saw the papyri, said, these were written by Abraham and Joseph while they were in Egypt. They are scriptures that predate even Genesis and Moses' work. Well, his followers were so excited to have these scriptures, so they bought them so Joseph could translate them. And he spent time translating, developing alphabet and grammar. So the documentary traces kind of where they came from, where they came from in Egypt. But then, after Joseph Smith's death, these papyri that he used were lost. They were presumed burned up in the Great Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. And so when, and as Egyptology developed, people started raising questions because there were pictures, there yeah. were vignettes. And they weren't matching up with what Joseph said they were. But the Mormon church leaders would say, well, we don't have the originals. And until we have the originals, we can never know. In the mid 60s, some of the original papyri fragments turned up, the yeah. ones that Joseph had yeah. with the pictures. And so we um, put together, we released the first full color photographs of these papyri laid out in their order as mm-hmm. they would have appeared on a scroll, submitted those to Egyptologists, um, and then asked them for their translation and, and then walk through what it is. And of course, when you, when you see the story develop, you realize Nothing on the papyri directly corresponds to what Joseph That's said what they Joseph did. did. And so you, you, the, the DVD documents this. Yes. And you've got all the footnotes. You've got all of the references. Right. And we went to top you know, Egyptologists that, yeah. that have dealt with this area and interviewed them. We interviewed um, Mormons. Um, we wanted to get um, people from that. We wanted to get leadership, um, apostles or prophets or general authorities from the Mormon church invited them. They um, mm-hmm. declined all of our requests mm-hmm. for interviews. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's been around, um, and interestingly, uh, it's been around now for almost, uh, for over a couple of decades. Yeah, 
It's a long and it's time still ago. never been um, everything. All the claims, everything we presented has stood. Has stood firm. Exactly right. So we we, we recommend our viewers go on your website and get you can that order it, DVD and you can actually see it, it free yeah. online too. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube, the mm -hmm. full thing. Um, so Very good. The next book, the next free resource that you mentioned already is the book God's Word Final, Infallible and yeah. Forever. Now, I also remember when this first came out. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was involved with helping distribute it in certain areas of Salt Lake. Oh, I don't that know is if so cool. How, I did not know that. How wow. Jan Jackson had yes. that, and and uh, and I involved with that. In fact, I got saved out of that book. I became a Christian, learned wow. about it from that book. So it's a special one to me. Yeah. Explain to our viewers. It's free again, with except for the oh, yes. yes for shipping charges mm -hmm. for uh, people from Mormonism. But explain why that book is so valuable, okay? And how it can change lives. Um, one, it's, and I'm going to talk to your audience directly about this because I want. This yes. is so cool. I'm so excited because when this book launched, it started being distributed in Utah. It was when I joined the ministry. In fact, I was hired to answer the reply cards that could be sent in really? that were inside the book. And so one of my first jobs with IRR, I was a seminary student working full time, going to school full time, newly married, brand new baby. Oh, how interesting. Um, and so began working for the ministry because I had some background in having studied. But anyway, so that was one of my first jobs was as these books, the reply <laughs> cards came in. So the reason the book is so cool is because it's a very um, positive, affirming message with a Mormon audience in mind. And so the very first part of the book is called, and it's called God's Word, Final and Fallible Forever, because our focus is the Bible as scripture, showing how it is reliable. So showing the background, where it came from, manuscript evidence. And so just to say, you can read the Bible, you can trust what it says. And then mm -hmm. from there, okay, if we can trust what it says, the next segment deals with some key teachings of Mormonism. Mm -hmm. And how do those line up with Scripture? And we know what the Mormon churches claim, we know what the Mormon scriptures say. How does that um, coalesce? How does that connect with the Bible? And is it is Mormon teaching consistent with the Bible? And then the third segment is um, how does one move from a performance-based faith or a works-based faith, which Mormonism is, there is grace, but there's also you have to do your own works. Right. How does one understand then the difference in a purely grace-based, so where salvation, eternal life, forgiveness, all those things are free gifts that we come with empty hands to accept. And it lays that out in a very practical, with lots of um, analogies, so you can see mm -hmm. biblically. And so the whole thing is just an incredibly positive, life-affirming so. message. And it takes you step by step. Right. And, and I devoured that book probably about four times or maybe more. <laughs> So we're just, it was yeah. very good, very, very good. And in fact, uh, I, Han, uh, Hal and Jan, they, they rented a booth at the state fair mm -hmm. after I had already, you know, um, been changed by the book. And I volunteered to work a few hours that afternoon okay. and given out the book to people who had come. And one couple came up to the, uh, uh, two ladies came up. One was an aunt or a daughter or whoever. And she came towards the booth wanting to get this free book. And the girl that was with her says, oh, don't do that because my aunt picked that up last week and she left the Mormon church, you know. And you, go, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so it, it was it, very effective. It was right. a very effective book. 
And again, that you go on the website and get that, and um, it's three dollars shipping, I think. Or $5 I think so. Shipping and frankly, something. if someone said they wanted it for free, we would just just send, send it. it to mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Okay, so um, the link is on the screen, uh, or he's already put the link up on the screen for, okay, for these good. resources. So uh, please go there and look them up. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of Mormonism's odd doctrines that they hold as God's okay. truths. Mm -hmm. And and I was raised in them because I was born and raised in a polygamy group. So I was raised in sure. these weird doctrines, and, and I, I understand after comparing them with the Bible that they are very odd, but not to the Mormon people, they're not. Right. Um, your website provides a lot of of historical information uh, about about these things and these things that we're going to talk about. So I'm going to begin with some of the articles. Okay. And we just want to do you know just just a little bit of description. Sure. Mm -hmm. We don't need to go into detail because we want them to go exactly. on there and yeah, read the details. <laughs> um, for but the first one is <clears throat> entitled an article that's there is entitled New Light on Joseph Smith's First Vision. Why is an accurate account of this event or non-event so important? Um, I will let uh, a previous Mormon prophet, Gordon B. Hinckley, answer that question. Okay. Uh, because in October 7th of 2002, he was quoted in the Salt Lake Tribune as saying this about the first vision. Our whole strength rests on the validity of that vision. It either occurred or it did not. If it did not, then this work is a fraud. Very powerful. So, um, I remember reading that for the first time and thinking, you know what? Let's look. Let's take a look at what evidence is there for the first vision? What has happened with it? And it was amazing to find out the variations of the versions, the fact that Joseph was involved in telling the story of how the Mormon church got started. And those stories evolved over time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until 18 years after that supposed event that we first hear about the Father and the Son appearing. Mm -hmm. And this is often very troubling to Mormon people because often that's the only story they've heard. Right. And yet Joseph's own mother, when she wrote her memoirs, um, Lucy Mack Smith, she doesn't refer to this vision ever. She only refers to the Joseph story, the original of the angel Moroni mm -hmm. um, appearing to him. So there is an incredible amount of evidence to say that this vision never happened. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And like I say, you can, you can go mm -hmm. look it up, but we've got the variations yeah. of the vision, where they come from, who set them, where they're documented. And the right, LDS Church right. has now acknowledged a lot of this, mm -hmm. uh, finally, after, after decades on its own website. Well, they are, uh, they are, but, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but they're kind of trying to make justification for oh, for what absolutely. they're doing. Anyway, I want to read Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, okay. and then ask you a question how this applies to his vision reports. Sure. Uh, Galatians 1, 6 through 9 says, I am astonished, this is Paul reading to, the, reading to the Galatians, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, and I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Now, those are harsh Consequences. They are very strong How words. relevant is that to Joseph Smith's claims 
of his visions and the angel, even the one where the angel appeared? Sure. Um, it, it's totally relevant. The Apostle Paul was predicting people like Joseph Smith who would come with visions, with revelations, with incredible claims of what they'd seen or heard. And yet when you look at the core of their message that they begin to speak as a basis of what they saw, the gospel that they're presenting is not the simple gospel that the Apostle Paul and the Apostles were preaching. Right. And we have that um, in right. 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says, here's the gospel. Here it is. And it's that Jesus Christ um, came, was born, lived a perfect life, died, resurrected, was seen by multiple witnesses up to 500 at one time yeah. amongst some mm -hmm. who were alive. And so the gospel is this life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus as the answer to our mm -hmm. sin problem. And when you look at the gospel, according to Joseph Smith and according to even the LDS Church today, it's a gospel that involves laws and totally ordinances, different. temple totally ceremonies. Different. At one point, their gospel involved polygamy. Mm -hmm. There are many quotes, and well, we've got these on our they website. they still do. The, the polygamy groups still do have Say, the gospel includes polygamy. And so, so That's yeah. That's not so, good news. No, it's not. And very often, all these things that get it into the gospel end up distancing people from a trusting, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ because they now have the weight of their own performance added into the mix. Mm -hmm. And the gospel of grace says, no, Jesus performed for you. God wants to give you his perfect righteousness and performance as a gift so you can be free to um, enjoy an intimate relation with him on the basis of Jesus. On his basis, so right. So that on my worst day, I'm not loved any less. On my best day, I'm not loved anymore. Right. Because right. it's based on That's what Jesus sweet. has done. I love it. I just love it. Uh, on, on the IRR website, it makes a statement that Joseph Smith claimed to have over a dozen visitations from the angel Moroni, and as well as a dozen or so other visions, visions or visitations from heaven. Well, Warren Jeffs, Charles Kingston, John Taylor, and a few dozen other Mormons or polygamists claim the same thing. Right. God expects us to discern truth from error. He, he expects us to dis discern possible from impossible. Right. How, what tools has God given us to check for the truth? Uh, he's given us three key tools. Um, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the people of God. That's how he communicates. Mm -hmm. um, when you go to the Word of God, the Word of God is clear. And when you, starting with Jesus all the way through the New Testament, if there's one common theme that almost everybody touches on, it's the fact that there will be false prophets, there will be false teachers who will come, and we'd better be aware. Mm -hmm. And that many people are going to follow them, so they'll right. be popular. Right. They'll do signs, they'll do wonders, and Jesus is going to say, I never knew you, even though you claim my name. Right. So, so that's one of the first things that's laid out is, um, in Scripture, we not only have the warnings, but we have what they're going to look like. Mm -hmm. And so we have... Um, Peter says they're going to have eyes full of adultery. They're, they're going to live an immoral sexual lifestyle. They're going to be inappropriate in those relationships. Mm -hmm. um, that they're going to seduce um, weak-willed women. In other words, they're going to prey on the unsuspecting, on people who maybe don't have sound judgment or discernment. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be arrogant, prideful, boastful. And you don't have to do a whole lot of research into to Joseph Smith's that. life and the life of these other men right, as well to right. find them making incredibly arrogant, proud claims. So there are very very good tools. And then the Spirit of God brings the Word of God to bear. And so if you are open and you want to know the truth about someone, if you go to God and you say, hey, open my eyes, is this a true prophet? And you're bringing Scripture to bear, the Holy Spirit, I believe, will open your eyes. And mm -hmm. I think we've seen it happen with people oh, we've yes. dealt with. Oh, who yes. they go all, Sometimes mm -hmm. from one day to the next, they go, 
I never saw it. In fact, I was just talking with a former, um, a former Mormon today who said, I finally got to the place where I could no longer accept Joseph Smith as a true prophet of God. The mm -hmm. evidence was so insurmountable. He said, I just, I couldn't sustain that level of belief. It would, it would have caused me to go against everything God's put in me in terms of my ability to reason, to understand truth, and then to, to respond and put that truth into practice. Well, Joel, we're out of time for this time, but we're going to have a part two on this okay, because good. we've got more questions to ask. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and we're out of time, but we encourage you in the meantime to check out your religion because you need to. And so we'll see you next time for part two of our interview with Joel Grote. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.